What's up, competitors? We are into December. Can you believe it? The year of 2018 is almost done. But as competitors, we are not done yet. We are not slowing down because we are going to finish the year strong. And today's guest is going to tell you exactly how you can learn to embrace the pain, embrace the monotony, and embrace the discomfort to be successful in your life. Get ready. Welcome to the Compete Every Day podcast, a weekly show to help you harness the power of competition to be better than yesterday. Hear each week from performance leaders, coaches, and experts on the benefits of competition and how you can use it to win at work and in life. And now, your host, Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, Jake Thompson. What's up, competitors? Welcome back to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast as we kick off December and a race to finish 2018 stronger than we started. My name is Jake Thompson. I am the Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete and your host each and every week. And this week, I'm joined by a special guest. OPEX Fitness and Big Dogs coach Will Trujillo is joining the show to talk about the competitor's mindset. We're going to talk about what it means to lean into discomfort in our training and in our life and where the value is found by doing that every single day. We're going to take a look at what discomfort and overcoming adversity looks like in the real world through the lens of our training, and it's a great conversation with one of the nation's best fitness coaches. So strap in, buckle up, and get ready to rock and roll with Will. Will, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to have you on. I think you just shared this is your first podcast to be a guest on, so uh, we'll take care of you. I promise. It's not too painful of an experience. <laughs> what? Uh, let's for everybody listening, uh, give everybody an idea of your background, uh, how you got to this point at, at Big Dogs, uh, and uh, who you are. Let, let us know who you are. Uh, I think in my heart, I'll always be a washed up football player. <laughs> won't we yeah. all? And won't we all? <laughs> so, you know, I, I always think um, I'll have that inside me and kind of where I started. Uh, I played small school college football in Alamosa, Colorado. If you know where that is, good for you. Uh, there's only 7,000 people there. It's a cool small town. Um, from there is kind of where I got into finding a path and like a coaching journey. I moved to Phoenix to pursue my physical therapy doctorate. And that's kind of where I fell into working at a CrossFit gym that grew organically into diving deep into coaching and guiding others. So that was a large gym in Southwest Phoenix that I was a part of for about five or six years. And during that time, I, some reason or another was trusted with, writing programs and starting a youth performance program and really always wanted to kind of find that next step as far as like information, how can I do my job better and how can I be the best coach out there? And that's where I found the OPEC CCP program and learning from James Fitzgerald. Luckily enough, um, when it was time for me to transition out of working at that large facility, 
James was hiring, him and Mike Lee brought me in to be a part of the remote coaching staff. And now we are uh, going under the name of Big Dog Remote Coaching. It was just a chance for us to refocus our vision on working solely with competitive athletes and people who have that competitive mindset. So I was really excited for them to make that change because I felt like it zeroed in on something that I really enjoy doing and a, a population that I enjoy being around. I, I like that. So I, I want to touch on that a little bit because a, a lot of people are probably familiar with, with OPEX. And, and as I mentioned earlier, coach Fitzgerald was on the first season of the compete podcast. Uh, Focusing on the competitive side. So is this a kind of a change away from more of the general programming for the everyday athlete that you guys are moving away from to really niche down on those focused on regionals, CrossFit games and other sports? Or is it just kind of a new section of the training program? I'd say that it's mostly just clarifying exactly what we do. And competitive is really a mindset and a lifestyle. So I, I would really not, I don't want anyone who got a thousand place in the open to be scared away from signing up or pursuing big dogs because we have a system that works. We have, uh, an organization that creates relationships, programs, lifestyle protocols that can help anyone who's serious. And that's what we're looking for. If you got a thousand place, if you got a thousandth place in the open last year, but you are very serious about your fitness and wellness lifestyle and you want to have fitness help you live a larger life, we're there for you. If you're 21st in the open and you're trying to fight for that regional spot, we're there for you. If you're sixth place in regionals trying to fight for that podium spot to go to the games, we're there for you. The common thread between all those people is the competitive mindset and the competitive lifestyle. And that's what we were trying to clarify. Well, I mean, you're definitely, we're definitely on the right place in the right show for competition and competitiveness being a mindset. I want to ask you in your experience, do you focus primarily with that are active in CrossFit or do you work with individuals in other sports and, and arenas such as, you know, Spartan obstacle course racing, uh, team sports or other individual sports? Yeah, I actually have a little bit of a varied background. Uh, through remote coaching, I don't have any Spartan or obstacle racers right now, but I know we do have them within the big dog system under other coaches that are pretty highly competitive. I know one of our really highly competitive gals, Tennille Berline, as part of her AM training session, won a really large Spartan race in Phoenix. So I'm pretty sure Mike Lee could get someone ready for that if they really want to. But uh, I work with quite a, a varied population. I was a head strength conditioning coach for swim and dive this year for a division two school in the town that I live by. I've worked with a ton of youth athletes in various field sports, uh, particularly soccer, football, and wrestling. And, um, on the sports medicine side of thing, you know, things, you know, as a, still a practicing physical therapist, I've really had the best experience and the most fun working with people from mostly field sports, just because those are the ones that were near the clinic where I worked. Yeah, what I'm interested to to learn before we dive in a little bit into your coaching style and some of the sports you're working with, what made you originally want to pursue this even more? Like what made you say, man, I really just want to do this full time and not and kind of change what you originally had moved out to Arizona to do? Um, well, I just think that 
I probably talk to my wife about this all the time. She has to hear me complain and like kind of try and figure it out. Cause I'm still, I think I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, what that really means. Because if I was in the clinic all day, I would miss coaching. And if I was in, if I was coaching all day, I would know that I would miss the clinic. And so for me, the perfect world and understanding is that those things really can't be segregated from each other. That rehab is part of the athletic spectrum. And if I can take care of the athletic spectrum, I can keep you out of rehab. So for me, it's really one bled into the other. And I just really want to hold myself to the highest standard that I can know as much as possible about both realms and just solve anybody's movement needs, whether that's elite performance or coming off of the surgical table and anything in between. And anything in between. So a lot of that you mentioned, you, you coach, obviously swimming uh, coach, you've, you've done individual sports, uh, youth and college sports. A lot of those swimming, especially, and I'll say CrossFit and fitness and other ones for the, even a team dynamic, a lot of times it's just you and the bar, it's you and the diving board, it's you and the water. It's, it's a pretty isolating experience, even though your scores can contribute to a team goal mental and the mental side of competition is huge in those uh, because it's literally you and all the voices in your head and all the things that you've trained yourself for. What's your approach in preparing those individuals from a mental tenacity standpoint, a mental toughness standpoint to pair with the physical training that you're putting them And on that same note, how do you put them and train them physically to strengthen them mentally? I think it all starts with the relationship that you create. So the first thing that I have to say is that, and I try and remind myself to say this and voice this a lot is that I really don't care if we win or if we lose, know that I'm here for you and know that I care about you as a, as a person and an athlete. So when I create that relationship that we can be open with each other and I can really confront them with the truth. So if I can create that space where they trust me and they know that I have their best interests at heart, I can be open about reminding them that sometimes this is going to suck, that sometimes it's going to fucking hurt. And sometimes you're just going to have to deal with it. And I can be that, that voice and that presence on either a daily or a weekly basis to bring them and have them be present with the not so glamorous parts of sports. Because when you can kind of be in touch with that and you can be, I hate hearing the grind. Like I hate hearing people say they have to like grind through it or I, ch- you know, like that it was like they had to drag themselves to the gym or the pool or the track. It's like, yeah, that's painful, but we need to foster this relationship with the pain and with the not so pretty parts that we can find peace and fun in it. And when we can do that, competition's nothing. There's nothing that can that's fun because everything we've done, everything we've done prior has been a, has been a mental practice for that. So there's two things in that I want to dive into a little bit. One of which is I've heard coach Fitzgerald say and talk about the difference between pain and discomfort. And a lot of times we, we talk about we're in agony, we're in pain when really we're just really uncomfortable with the workout and understanding the difference between I cut my leg open type of pain and I'm on an air dine having to do repeat intervals. Like those are two very different approaches. So I'm curious kind of your standpoint, how you 
you balance that so the athlete embraces the process and the work uh because yeah the some mornings you don't want to get up and go to the gym but you've got to you take pride and focus in that daily process because it's the daily process repeated that ultimately gets you to that end goal so that's the first question um i want to ask and then the second part to that is how do you work with the athlete that mentally is struggling to understand how far they have to go to get the goal like they're perhaps they're in the midst of something and they're losing some of that drive because they're only focused on the finish line that is a year or two years away instead of immediate activity and actions they can take in front of them so that goes back to something i got from james i got for keep saying his name like 20 times during this is uh it's alignment so that's the way he's focused in is kind of the way it's stuck in my brain is alignment means that your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions are all pointing in the right direction and that they're truthful. So the first thing, it, it always goes back to that relationship. So when the athlete comes in, they tell me, you know, I want to be an all American or I want to make the games or I want to, you know, whatever that goal, you know, I want to have energy for the end of the day. We look at that and we say, Hey, if that's the end goal, are your actions aligned with getting you there? That air bike, that repeat sprint, that power clean, that side plank, whatever it is, is in alignment with what you told me is your goal. So it's always connecting the initial conversation to the end point conversation. And I think that kind of goes, it actually goes into your second question of asking how do I deal with the client who can only see the finish line and is kind of getting lost along the steps with that? And maybe they're yeah. getting discouraged or they're falling off. Um, I dial them backwards. One athlete is looking forwards and the other one is I try and recenter them on, on the journey and I pull up their program and I really try and let them <clears throat> tell me and find a way to bring their focus to actually paying attention to the little wins along the way because you're right man it's, it's a long year between now and next regional and so it's you know it's a long four years between now and the next Olympic qualifier and it can it can be super tough but if I pull up the latest training block I know I can find something they improved upon and I have to remind them about that and I was like I just hey there's your podcast man it's like compete every day you know and so that athlete I have to look back in the last three weeks and remind them and have them own that all of those little steps are going to be the reason that they are at that next regional, not just poof, you're there. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you wrote an article for uh, opexfit.com a while back uh, about CrossFit regionals and making CrossFit regionals and, and the differences between, you know, the years 2018 versus 2013 and, and just the growth of the sport. And one of the quotes that you had is this idea that being a real competitor isn't for those who like vision and a commitment to the long haul. It's not a glamorous trip, despite what you see on social. However, with the right guidance and support, it can be an extremely fulfilling journey. What I love most about that is the application away from the sport, the application away from CrossFit, away from swimming, wrestling, basketball, baseball, you name it, that being that competitor in life translates so well. Being a coach for as long as you have, 
what has been some of the more fulfilling things that you've been able to see and experience in the people you train in their life away from the gym because of the things that they've done, endured, gone through in the gym? Oh, dude, I mean, how long do you have? Like, uh, <laughs> that's the best part of the job. I mean, not a lot of, I mean, I was reading a Nick Saban article because I like him, but he's the only one making 8 million bucks a year. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm all, we can get into the whole pay college athletes. But, uh, uh, yeah. Go on but, you know, anyways, like, you know, I could, you know, I have a list of 30 athletes I could think of, you know, uh, a guy I've been working with for four years. He's reading a book right now. He's getting married in the fall. You know, he's, when he rolled into the gym, like, I don't think he could tie his shoes or spell count. <laughs> you know, he was, he was a kid. He was all over the place. Like I've watched him get a job, find a girl, treat her right, lose. And I think he's going to come back and win. He's going to grow, you know, um, you know, he's an elite athlete and seen that I have a kid who I worked with from 15. He's in his first assignment as a Lieutenant. He graduated from West point. He wants to be a green beret. He was an all American in boxing. Like, he still plays a guitar. He's found balance between this like super masculinity and his creative side. Um, I think probably one of my favorite ones was this, this gal Sedona who was in my youth camps. I feel like her mom brought her in the first time and she was like, she wouldn't look me in the eye. She like kind of spoke to the ground she wanted to play softball, but she either got cut or was a bench warmer the year before. And I remember her and like, I always look at things that I have performance. I'm like kind of watching her move and doing things. And I'm like, man, she could barely pick up the bar. Like she threw up during like the warm up run. It was super foreign to her, but she came back and then she kept coming back and then she could power clean 45 kilos and then she could complete running workouts then when she had a car, she drove herself and paid for her own summer camp. And then that fall, or sorry, is that spring? Uh, my wife and I got to go to her JV softball game where she was starting and she went like five for six. She hit like three doubles. She had like six RBIs. And the best part was like, she couldn't see me there. And I saw her talking to the other girls in the dugout and she like, she stood up straight. She interacted. She wasn't that quiet person in the corner who came into the gym that first day. Like she was night and day different. I love it. I love it, man. I'm, I'm passionate about sports, especially with youth. I'm passionate about getting them into teams and training and activity because of just like that, hearing stories like that because of the benefits they go on the rest of your life. I mean, even for kids that never play another sport past high school, they're set up for success if coached and developed properly because it just translates. I mean, you yourself played. We laughed for, you know, old football guys that, you know, some of the stuff we went through playing the game is obviously still paying is benefits on us now. So, Will, one thing I'm I'm interested in, and we talked about this, what are you excited about going into just kind of the remainder of this year in 2019? Kind of what has you jacked that you're working, working toward? Uh, I'm really excited on 
I know this will air later, but on Monday, I'm flying out to Madison to coach my second CrossFit Games athlete. I'm working with Jake Carlisle. He's uh, 17 years old. He's competing in the youth division. Uh, that was a cool story. Um, so I met him last year when I was coaching another athlete at the Games. And his dad talked to well, I actually met his dad. And his dad talked to me. And he's like, yeah, you know, we're back out here. My son made it when he was 15, but he missed it this year. And we chatted about it. You know, we kind of had, I wasn't really trying to sell him on anything, but, you know, I gave him my number and whatnot. And Jake called me and kind of was back and forth. And then he finally signed up. And uh, I didn't really have to make him a better athlete. I just had to remind him of how fucking awesome he was and to remind him to find his focus. And he's back on the big stage again. So I'm, I'm really excited to go watch him. Um, I have a couple athletes competing in the fall, various things around uh, in Texas. Gabe is competing. So I'm excited for that. Um, I have one, I have my LL Cool J client who we're going to have to call it a comeback, I guess. Cause I'm, I'm just excited to see him all year. What he, what he does. Um, I'm excited for our brand that we're focusing on this direction of working with competitive folks and in my mind, dominating the market and being the best service out there for what we do. And, uh, I think finally the last thing is, uh, having a kid, my wife is four months pregnant. This shouldn't be last Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I should be first. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to, I'm going in chronological order. Yeah. I'm very, we can edit. Cool know, put that yeah. back at the beginning if you wanted to. <laughs> Uh, I'm going in chronological order. Everyone who knows me is I'm like super type A, pretty organized. So that's kind of at the, all those other things are happen first. And then at the end of January, I get a kid. So that's why it's that's in that order. You'll listen to this Sunday awesome. and laugh. All right. That'll be a great way to start 2019 <laughs> for sure. The yeah. most important, you saved the best and the most important for last. It wasn't just right. That's it. There you go. Right. See, that's it. You wanted to leave that as a lasting mark. All right, Will, for anybody listening to the show that wants to get connected with you, man, they want to check out more on Big Dog. Where can they go to connect with you and where can they go to find out about this new feel that OPEX's new brand direction OPEX has now transformed to? So my email address is will at thebigdogs.com, D-A-W-G-S.com. Um, I'm going to have to update my Instagram. I'll let you know. I'll shoot you an email with that one to put in the show notes as far as, um, we're literally going through the change right now. So I've got a few things to change on my own. And we'll, uh, we'll get all that linked. So we'll provide us update links. We'll make sure all of that are in the show notes. So you guys can email him now and then connect with him on social. Will, man, this has been a blast. Thanks for being on the show this week. Thanks brother. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Podcast. But before you go, before you leave me, remember, December 1st through the 12th, we are running holiday specials in the Facebook group. So if you are not a member of our free Facebook community at facebook.com slash group slash compete every day, what are you waiting on? Every day is a new deal during the month of December, and you can capitalize on some great savings for holiday specials. Grab yourself a gift. Grab a friend a gift. Give someone some motivation to be a competitor in 2019. And here's a hint for those of you still listening. We have some massive things in store for the new year, and I cannot wait to unveil it with you. So catch me back next week. We've got three episodes left in 2018. Let's get after it. 
you for listening to another episode of the Compete Every Day podcast. To learn more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. To connect with Jake or contact the show, email us at podcast at CompeteEveryDay.com. And as always, keep competing every day to be better than you were yesterday.